Joanna Skibbs Rood's first poetry collection, Late Nights with Wild Cowboys, which we have here, was published in 2008 by Gasparo Press and was shortlisted for the Gerald Lampert Award, originally from Scottsburn, Nova Scotia. She now lives in Montreal. She'll soon live in Tucson. Mm-hmm. The Sentimentalists is her first novel and it won the Giller Prize. Welcome to the Bibliophile. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'd like to talk not about the content of the book, but about the actual book as object, mm-hmm. largely because a first edition of this book is north of about $500 right mm-hmm. now. And what collectors often say when they talk about why they collect first editions is that that version of the book is the way that the idea was first introduced to the public and therefore close to what the author wanted it to look like. Is that the case here? I started working with Gaspar Press in 2008, uh, as you mentioned, with my first poetry book, uh, Late Nights with Wild Cowboys. And I was just absolutely thrilled to make their acquaintance and to have Andrew Steves, uh, Gary Dunfield, and Kate Kennedy, uh, who was working with Gaspro at the time as an editor and who was the initial reader of both my poetry collections and the novel. I was so thrilled that they found me um, because when I finally met them, I just was really blown away by the passion that they put in, and I'm speaking of all three here, to what they do, and on every um, single level, you know, talking about, um, you know, we have a very short list, so so really careful about the, the books that they choose, um, what they, they want to, to get behind, because they really put uh, their whole so soul much into, into, it, don't they? Yes. into uh, um, creating, creating these books. It's a real, you know, an effort of, of love. And so that obviously really appeals to a writer uh, to be working with a, a publisher in which you really see that uh, that joy in in um, the whole process of um, of um, of making the book, um, and that also you know a part of that is a, a joy in in bringing your own work, the writer's work, into into the world, I and mean, that means a lot to a writer. They uh, they seem to cherish it almost as much as you do. Yes, it, it seemed that way for me very much so. Yes. Now, what about the actual process itself, with with late nights, with wild cowboys, and with the sentimentalists? Could you take us through the the process? Well, no, I couldn't really because I, I didn't have really anything to do with it. Um, you know, just uh, for myself, it was preparing the manuscript and uh, the editing relationship that I had with Kate Kennedy and Andrew Steves. Um, and after that, you know, I, I, um, I, I didn't really have um, much to do with it. I had the a pleasure of um, going to Ways Goose uh, in the fall of, I guess it would be 2008 because it was the year that uh, um, Late Nights with Wild Cowboys came out. So yeah, that was the first time that I met them, and it was just fantastic going around the press, and for the first time I'd never seen a working you know, a press and, um, before. Mm-hmm. It's just a wonderful place to visit. Uh, Andrew is, is really uh, you know, generous with uh, showing, showing you around, showing you how uh, um, the press works. It was just fascinating um, to me. But I have a very limited knowledge of, of still, you know, after my one or two visits now um, of, of how, the, how it really does work. I do know that at that time I met um, Wesley Bates, who's a wonderful engraver, printer, who has illustrated, yes, oh, this wonderful book, Wesley Bates, The Point of the Graver. Oh, I wanted to get a hold of 
this. Is this also Gasparo? A lot of what Andrew Steves does was certainly influenced by the Porcupine's Quill. Yeah, Bill, okay. And that's yes. who published this. Right. Well, I just I admire his uh, his woodcuts so so much. And he was there, and he was um, doing a demonstration of how he does the cuts. And we were talking, and I, I said to Andrew after because they by that time they had accepted the sentimentalists. I said, is it possible? Can I get a Wesley Gates cut on the front? And he said, we'll see. So I was really thrilled when that became a possibility. That was a. Um, one one stage that I was in, involved yeah. in, in sort of asking and um, you know and then when um, Wesley was um, making sketches for the print he um, showed me a, a number of them and sort of asked for my opinion and that was really nice to be a part of the, the process in, in that way. Another thing that people have been asking me about um, the, the pilcrow in the inside. Um, a couple people have asked me so I got this book and and I was just looking at it, I was just, is this intentional? And I just sort of have to laugh because, and I say, you know, you know, I'm quite certain that when it comes to, to book publishing, everything that uh, Andrew Steves and Gary Dunfield do is intentional. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was um, certainly the case with the, with Pilko. I remember um, being contacted by Andrew and he you know, had this idea that uh, we might use them. And he asked my opinion about that if I was uh, interested in in that and I said yes certainly you know and he gave me a couple of options and you know really but down to like fine I mean I think that I had a hard time telling the difference between the the options that he offered me but uh, it's always down to that level of uh, you know detail and precision yes but you were the one that selected the final yeah, I mean it was a collaborative, sure. you know, but he was showing me a couple of different ones, and yeah, I did, uh, I did appreciate that. Just for those who may not know what we're talking about, it's basically like a little dingbat, is I think what they're mm. generically okay. called, and it's, a, it's sort of a, a backwards P, and they they appear throughout the book. Yeah, those two instances, like the uh, Wesley Bates uh, a print, and uh, a couple times that I was consulted about that in the Pilcrow. Um, were the really the only sort of design um, features that I was involved in. Uh, but but they're both pretty oh, pretty yes. prominent, aren't they? Definitely. I mean, in cover yeah. and then throughout the book itself. Definitely. Did you talk about why the pilgrims? Not a whole lot. I know that they were something that used to be used a lot, and that they've sort of phased out. So I think he was just sort of interested in bringing it back and asking me what I thought about it. And I, I like the look of it, and also just more than that, really trusted his uh, gut instinct with the design. The other interesting, again, it's more than a coincidence, I'm sure, is the choice of uh, Eric Gill's uh, Joanna. Mm-hmm. Uh, typeface. Uh, how, how did that uh, transpire? He let me know, I, I, I guess in an email, what the typeface was, and uh, I, I wrote back something, and I was like, oh, why don't we just throw an H in there? You yes. know? Um, and he explained to me very carefully, no, no, we can't do that in the history of Eric Gill, and I said, oh, it's just joking. You know? yeah. Obviously, uh, um, well thought out on his part. Yeah, I just wonder, too, uh, he's maybe trying to evoke a certain period, to, mm-hmm. maybe paralleling the content who knows Hmm. Uh, the question that came to my mind when the book won the Giller Prize was I wonder if the physical uh, object itself had an impact on the judges Hmm. did that ever cross your mind um, it hasn't, no, but it is an interesting question. I mean, how we're affected by any number of factors. The book, The Sentimentalists, won the Alcune Prize for Best Book of Fiction, Best Design, mm-hmm. 
in Canada. Yeah, it was one of I think about five or six different prizes that uh, that they won. Yeah, they yes. won that year. Yes. Yeah. What was your response to that? Well, I was thrilled. Obviously, wonderful. And again, like I say, it was one of um, a great number. And I think every year, Gaspar does very well in the Alpine uh, Design Awards. So he's obviously thrilled. And, and then it also is my book, uh, so that I, I knew that uh, was uh, being um, taken to Germany for the international competition. So I felt pretty happy about that. It was only a run of what, seven or 800? Or yeah, the initial I, run? I heard around 800. Yeah. So that first prize in itself must have meant a great deal. And then, of course, the mother of all Canadian, or <laughs> or at least one of the mothers of all Canadian uh, literary prizes. Mm -hmm. There's controversy around that prize itself, too, and the awarding of it, which only increased the buzz for the book. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could just back back up, and, and as I understand it, one of the judges tipped off a friend who was with a publisher in England who subsequently came to Andrew and you to negotiate an agreement for the rights for England before the book won the prize. Yeah, I mean, I'm really not particularly interested in this side of the story at all. But it is a story around that, I guess what I'm thinking is, in 20 years from now, let's mm-hmm. say, I know collectors are fascinated in these kinds of stories. Uh, you're right. I mean, it's got nothing to do with the content. It has nothing to do with the content. It has no. nothing to do with the Giller Prize. It has nothing to do with my book. The, the story is that Ali Smith, one of the judges, is a friend of um, my now agent. Tracy does not represent her, but uh, they are, are both involved with the Wiley Agency. One of the top agencies in the world. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. So I was very lucky that uh, Ali Smith happened to mention to her friend when they were talking about uh, what books really uh, were grabbing their attention these days that she mentioned to Tracy, mine in particular might be a real of real interest to, to Tracy, and it was, and I will forever be grateful for that. I can't imagine having gone into the killer frenzy without the support of, of Tracy. She's been absolutely um, wonderful to me dealing with every stage of, of publishing and a lot of that you know started with you know with with Gaspro and now with Douglas McIntyre they've been great to me as well throughout when uh, this sort of pressure hits a book then I, I really now see um, how important it is to have an, an agent because publishing is always going to be publishing mm-hmm. you know it doesn't it's matter it's yeah. a business yeah. and it doesn't matter how small it is and it doesn't matter that there's three people and you've been to the press and you've you've enjoyed their company and you've talked passionately about um, books and it doesn't matter at that scale or it doesn't matter at the the corporate scale where you don't know <laughs> you know half the people that are you know involved in in your book sales at any step of the way it's a business mm-hmm. and a writer is 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 not a business person and needs that yeah. representation and it's just crucial and I know that now and this dichotomy that came up um, during that whole fiasco you know when people were trying to, to drum up this this story the kind know, of questionable sort of like, conduct yeah, of like if we really imagine that we are wanted to to clamp down on that yeah of course there's there's guidelines okay don't discuss your work of course that makes sense the books that you're reading but can you imagine really um, trying to enforce something on that? To trying to to tell two people that are passionate about books and one asks the other, "What are you really interested in?" You, do you want a system in which it's impossible for someone to say, "Hey, you know, this book was really blew me away." It's just it's not the way that 
I anyway would like uh, you know <laughs> things to be run. So obviously, yeah, the the, the uh, recommendation is there and for good reason. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that there's a, a dark, dirty secret there. It's just a human nature. It was, nature just, it was enthusiasm. Yeah. It was enthusiasm, yeah. and thank God. And I feel really grateful for that enthusiasm. And that's what this is all about, you know. And that's what publishing is or should be all about. Is yeah. and and that's what initially drew me to Gaspar is that enthusiasm about. Mm -hmm books and um, about, but you know, to me, like, I, I do appreciate what uh, Gaspro does, the quality of the, um, the design and the books themselves, but I'm a writer, and so what, um, you know, that was, like, <laughs> vastly secondary, what was really important to me in that relationship was uh, their support and um, passion about the literature that I was producing. And so that's always going to be the most important for me as a writer. So yeah, so now having someone who can represent that and can represent that interest for me and, and allow me to continue to sell books and to sell as many books as I, as I can, which basically, you know, is not a, is, is not a business interest, although it turned, you know, it definitely that has an aspect of it. But what that means is, okay, writing is an essence about communication, that's on the one hand. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, for me anyway, writing is process, is about being able to keep on writing. And that's yeah. where um, book sales come in, and that's where that will always be important for me um, to be able to get my work out um, to as many people as possible, to be able to keep writing and keep sharing. And, and that will always be um, my, my first priority, has always been my first priority, that hasn't shifted from day one. So you were obviously pleased then w when the arrangement was made between between Gasparo and Douglas and McIntyre. Oh, hugely, yes. And again, Douglas and McIntyre, another big winner at the Alcun uh, Awards mm -hmm. too. What was your reaction to this book then? Well, I haven't really thought about it again um, in terms of the, the book as object. Just a, it's a wonderful uh, edition of, of the book that made it widely available when it wasn't, and that was huge for me. Yeah. And I, I, I just actually was out in Vancouver and I met the folks that are behind uh, Dr. McIntyre, and it was just wonderful to, to meet them and uh, to talk to them about the excitement and, again, the enthusiasm that went into, you know, they were thrilled to um, have made this uh, arrangement with Gaspero and just you know how quickly everything happened was just absolutely amazing and I feel really grateful for that for all of the hard work and enthusiasm that they put into making the book so that's what the book is for me mm -hmm. you can see that they take the time at the end of the book to talk about the type itself Mm -hmm. and, and giving a little history of, of the fact that Gills designed it in 1930-31. Just in winding down, any lessons that you learned about the way that everything transpired? The biggest thing that I've learned is that there... How, how do I want to say this? You know, working in a, in a small press, I had this real dichotomy between the, the small press and the large press. But I think what um, I've learned is those are um, false distinctions. Really, it is about, as we've uh, talked about, is this, is this passion and this enthusiasm which initially drew me to Gaspro Press. Mm -hmm. And that's what, um, for me, uh, literature is all about. I have met so many publishers and editors um, with so much integrity, so much passion for mm -hmm. books mm -hmm. um, lately. And they're, you know, and they're working for big publishers and uh, there's a lot of questions that come come in to play in terms of business practices, in terms of book selling, and uh, I think that there's where we, we have a real issue in Canada with monopoly book selling and book distributing. But in terms of the folks in the in the book industry, I mean, there's just 
so much energy there and so much passion and, and that the dichotomy between the small press and the big press just doesn't exist in, in, in as far as my experience so far and uh, that's a real comfort for me going forward. I think what was so fortunate about the, the way that the, the sentimentalist's life was handled was that it was first of all placed in the hands of passionate people who were passionate about the everything about the book, how they present it to the reader and make it readable and elegant and appropriate and all of these things. But they then passed it along to people who had exactly the same kinds of philosophical approaches to what they were doing. But you're saying... Well, I'm not sure. I really don't know a lot, actually, about um, the philosophical approaches of the of, of Gaspar. I'm not sure. I don't really have a handle on the philosophical approach to printing that okay. Gaspar might have. I, I don't have it. I certainly don't have it because I don't have much relationship yet. I met the folks at Douglas and McIntyre. They're fabulous, but I, I haven't really got into the philosophical approach behind their printing. One thing that's interesting, um, you know, in terms of putting a lot of energy into to all aspects of and attention to all aspects of the process is um, one big part of that process is the writer and uh, I ended up being very happy with uh, the situation with Douglas and McIntyre but that was not something that I was ever consulted about when it was passed over to Douglas and McIntyre and I think that's an oversight I do think that's an oversight in terms of now you know that that's now my relationship that I carried forward for at least 10 years working with this publisher and so I, I do think that that, you know, speaking of a, a holistic approach, that that's a, a certainly an aspect of it that, that was overlooked. Your involvement mm -hmm. in the decision... Yeah, of where my book would, would go. Because you had, you had provided Gasparo with the rights to mm -hmm. the book, so it was It was in choice. their hands, yes. So I suppose in future, if you're able to put in a few lines that say I want to make I want to <laughs> I want to say in right. who produces it if you if you're not going to or how it's going to be pre right. presented and that's why I feel very grateful now to have representation yeah it's interesting isn't it there are different groups with very distinctively different interests what you're saying here is that without representation without the literary agent mm -hmm. or writers unions as well I'm uh, trying to emphasize that I sure. really think that um, there is a, a real responsibility of, of writers in Canada of, um, of protecting themselves yeah. and keeping the emphasis on the literature and on the writing uh, so printing and publishing they're a very important aspect of how we get our, our, our work out into the world but ultimately writers uh, project is very very difficult and for that reason, writers' unions are so important. Finding the right representation um, is, uh, is really important as well. So that you get to control mm -hmm. the way your ideas, your creative mm -hmm. endeavors are, are yeah. taken and, forward. And that you can uh, realize the, your potential as a writer and uh, get the readership that hopefully you know, your, your work um, can reach. Thanks for your candor and best of luck in the future in Tucson. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you plan to do there. Are you going to finish your PhD? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm working on my dissertation right now, so I have another year of funding for that okay. um, that I can... What's that on, by the way? Coaching of Wallace Stevens. So, yeah, so I'll be working on that uh, down there. My boyfriend got a job at uh, the University of Arizona teaching poetry, um, so we'll be down there, and I'll be doing my creative writing as well as uh, finishing up my dissertation. Great. Well, thanks again for your time. Thank you.
I've been speaking with Joanna Skibsrud. We've been talking about the uh, sentimentalists, among other things, and the way that that book has been presented to the world. Mm -hmm. Thanks again. Thank you.